can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. This episode contains adult content and sexual references. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. And we're back for another week. Should we re-record our intro? Like, do you reckon people are getting sick of um, the... Well, someone welcome mess- to someone messaged me and said, Don't, Hannah, you're not the co-host. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Because <laughs> it sounds like I'm like... I think second, we just said that because you, fiddle was, to you. you were like the second person that said your name. Yeah, because yeah. it's weird to say I'm the host Joanna Fleming and yeah. I'm the host Hannah Fleming. Yeah, exactly. That's probably yeah. why we maybe we should re-record it and just be like, we're your hosts and speak at the same time. Um, actually, for people who don't know, this is like a bit of like background to the podcast. When we first did our intro, we were so robotic. Yeah. Welcome to Beauty. Yeah. It was really robotic. We didn't know what we were doing. We're just regular people trying to make a living. <laughs> <laughs> that I've we, we like discovered that we have a special talent for podcasting. Well, Although some of you might debatable. A couple of reviews that we've had might disagree with that. <laughs> um, okay, so on today's episode, we are talking about smelly feet. And I mean, we've already had our favorite podiatrist Sarah on, and she's called in us a, a little bit of insight. Called in a podiatrist, and then we are talking about exfoliants, and of course, our products we didn't know we needed. And mine's a sex edition. <laughs> I don't have smelly feet unless I wear runners without socks, mm-hmm. which, but I do have sweaty feet. Okay, and whenever I bought myself these really bougie designer slides. And can we not say Gucci? Yeah, we can say Gucci. I just don't want people to think I'm that bougie. So I bought you them. I did. I bought them for myself for a Christmas present. Yeah. And to be honest, cost per wear, I reckon I've worn them 300 times. You wear them all the time. <laughs> Absolutely cost per wear, worth it. Um, the only problem is that the soles, because they're leather, are black mm. because my feet get sweaty and then yeah. the sweat discolors the leather. Well, because you can't wear socks with them. No, you can't. They're, they're backless slides. Yeah, they yeah. are. So, so they're not like the low they're the well, it'd be weird if you wore little like <laughs> little, little socks with your. <laughs> I get sweaty feet. Um, but yeah, so that the that's really been my main issue is I get really sweaty feet at mm-hmm. the office. So I noticed on maths recently, mm. Ivan sprayed deodorant on his feet. Don't judge me. I don't watch maths. Oh, that surprises me. <laughs> my, I was I wanted to apply for maths. You probably should, to I know. be honest. I think you'd get on. Well, I think I'd rather go on The Bachelor. Can we start a If the producers petition? of The Bachelor are watching, Listen. Joe and I are totally keen. Yeah. We we <laughs> have to date separate people, though. No, I think they should. Well, how would they? Could, could we do a could bachelor we be the duo? Bachelorette duo? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, can someone start like a... Um, someone start a petition? <laughs> petition. And we're open to it. Um, so I noticed that he sprayed his feet, the bottoms of his feet with deodorant that because actually, he didn't wear socks with his shoes to his wedding. That's actually a really It's actually smart. a really good idea. Um, and I asked Sarah if that actually works and she said that it can. And you oh. can get foot-specific ones. But Where? Oh, I don't know. I didn't get that far. But I asked her if antiperspirant deodorants can be used on your feet and she said, yes, it can help. 
So he wasn't wrong in oh doing that, but everyone thought that was wild that he was doing that. So you have smelly pits. Do you have smelly feet? Oh, I don't have smelly feet okay. at all. I've never experienced yes, smelly feet. You are correct. Chemist Warehouse has foot deodorant. Shoal Fresh Step <laughs> Shoe Spray. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, yeah, if you can just use your Rexona or your clinical protection if you want to, I think. Um, but you can also wash roll your feet. Roll on your clinical protection. Yeah. <laughs> roll rolling on. it on. <laughs> and slipping around on the bathroom tiles. Um, but you can also wash your feet with a pH balance wash. So you could use your Femfresh um, on your feet right. if you wanted to. But also. I you... never wash my feet. Do you? Uh, no. I do it like once a month. It's really the, good. I never wash it with soap. Does anyone wash their feet? Yeah. Oh, now that I think yeah. of it, maybe I should be washing yeah, my feet. Yeah, me too. I, I sometimes let, spray they, them. They with... get wet in the shower, yeah, but I don't no. put soap on them. No, me either. Interesting. Are we doing something wrong? Well, DM yeah, us because, if you wash your feet. Yeah. <laughs> should you not? It's the same as your underarms. Like you'd want to get the fungus and, yeah. and sweat off. Well, Sarah said if you do have smelly shoes, leave them out in direct sunlight because the UV helps to stop the bacteria that growth. That is such a good tip. Yeah. And she also said um, wash socks in high temperature and use um, caniston or Dettol laundry detergent. Ca- huh? I didn't know there was a caniston laundry caniston detergent, laund- but that's what she said. Wow. You learned that so much. I learned so much on this podcast. Yeah. So do I. Um, and also to wear natural fibres like cotton and wool instead of um, synthetic. There is a can <laughs> all- <laughs> at Woolworths, caniston yeah. <laughs> antibacterial and antifungal hygiene We're giving laundry. a lot of other retailers shout-outs here. <laughs> They're not sponsoring us. Um, okay. So, They're like yeah. direct competitors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so apparently they're the things that you can do for smelly feet. The Femme Fresh on your feet, that was not her words, but a pH balance wash. Yep. Leave your shoes out in sunlight and maybe we should be washing our feet. Um, but you can. You and sh- deodorant. Literally, I had no idea, but you can wash your socks in this antibacterial, antifungal Watch. That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That's incredible. That's a really good too. I love Sarah's tips. Oh Who else God. loves Sarah? Oh, she's so good. Yeah, I love a podiatrist. She actually got a review, like just I know, just for her. her. Yeah, she was great. Um, anyway, so that's Sarah's advice on smelly feet. But we, surprisingly, considering we don't wash our feet, we don't actually experience it ourselves. I have experienced it in like, well, actually, um, when I was hiking the Camino, oh yes, that was really because mm-hmm. basically you wa- you had to wear wool socks and you walked like thirty kilometers a day mm-hmm. in the heat with um, hiking boots. Yuck! And also, people were getting like blisters, and you were like, they had to get them like uh, the blisters. Did you get that- blisters? I actually didn't get blisters. Wow! I know that's My amazing. Did actually- you wear your shoes in? I mean, a little bit. I, yeah. I wore them like on a few hikes, okay. but not nothing major. Wow. And also you can't prepare your feet from walking like five kilometres exactly. a day to 30 kilometres a day, day That's after day That's amazing that you day. didn't get blisters. No, I didn't get any blisters. But other oh. people, if you're susceptible to blisters, we're getting yeah. like hectic. I feel like blisters is a cringy convo. Yeah, I We're going to have so. to get Sarah back in, yeah. I think. Blisters would be a good one. Exactly. How do you get rid of them quickly? Well, in, or this case, them. in this case, people were having to get them drained. <laughs> I was, oh, I was I'm going to look that up later. I was, drink, I was drinking, a, I was like at the end of my day drinking a glass of wine out in the sunshine and some guy was next to me getting his like blisters oh, like See, drained. that would have been like entertainment for me. I would have been like, you woo. Would, oh, my God. You would have loved it. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I'm sorry. Do you mind if I just... <laughs> Do you mind if I sit here and watch? <laughs> you would have loved the Camino. Actually, you would have absolutely no, I hated it. Imagine you in bunk beds with like... 
men and women like no. all everywhere. Sorry. And the men would get up, well, not just the men, but mm-hmm. but you'd hear a lot of farting in the morning oh. at like five in the morning. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I was at a bar yesterday and someone behind us burped. I'm sorry. You were at a bar on a Monday. Oh, no. Sorry. It was Sunday. It was Sunday. <laughs> I'm sorry. What have you yeah, done with good. Joanna? And he just burped behind us. And we were like, oh, that's our cue to leave. I hate burping. Welcome to our next guest. James Vivian is a dermal clinician and today we're going to be chatting all about exfoliation, aren't we? Hi, yes, Hi. please. It's a great topic. <laughs> it's the best. Yes, it's one of your favourites, Hannah, because yeah. you often exfoliate the shit out of your oh, skin. So. I was so red last night. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, James, can you tell us why do we need to exfoliate? Oh, why don't we need to exfoliate? It's so good. It's It really forms the foundation to what I believe is clear, fresh, bright skin. Mm -hmm. And that said, look, I'm here to present one side of the argument today because there's lots of practitioners out there that are anti-exfoliation. But uh, from my perspective, in in my experience, it really helps us to actually get what we're putting on the skin to penetrate. Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the skin is a waterproof barrier. Mm -hmm. Its job is to keep things out. And as an industry, we're trying to get stuff in. So by exfoliating suitably, we help to penetrate those active ingredients so we can get a better response from what we're trying to get. Mm -hmm. And then the second reason is because the surface of the skin really is dead, devitalised, dull, dehydrated cells. So by exfoliating that away, we're exposing what is naturally underneath and that's clearer, fresher, brighter skin. Mm -hmm. So the world of exfoliation is a little bit confusing, I guess, for people that are skincare beginners or they're not as um, well-versed in exfoliation as you and I, Hannah. Um, So can you explain, there are different types of exfoliants. Mm -hmm. What are they and why should different people use different exfoliants? Good question. It's really, really hard to explain because everyone's skin is very different and everyone's skin's needs and individual approach to the way they're going to or not exfoliate. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the best form of exfoliation is no exfoliation. If a skin Mm -hmm. um, has an impaired barrier, if it's been over exfoliated, if it's had a treatment recently or because it's just got some sort of innate skin sensitivity, rather than exfoliating, you actually need to work on that. You need to feed the skin, strengthen the skin so it can actually start to exfoliate. Mm -hmm. And for skins that are stronger and are more receptive to an exfoliation. The three main ones are a scrub, enzymes and chemical exfoliation. Mm-hmm. And a scrub, it sounds like, Hannah, that's what you did the other day. You Oh, no, I use chemical always, okay. always. Oh, I felt like you would have a scrub on rotation. No, I actually point. don't touch scrubs. Interesting. I don't know Neither why. Neither do I. Yeah. But that's Not, I have sensitive. nothing against them. Mm-hmm. I just love a chemical mm-hmm. exfoliant. So do I. Yeah. And it I feels think... like it's not It's not too abrasive. It's it's like, oh, it's just like perfect Get a little bit amount of, of burn. Yeah. <laughs> love well, the people, burn. People hear the word chemical and they... A lot of people automatically think that that's actually going to oh, be bad like, for you. The more chemicals, the better. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. Definitely, but I'm naughty. I like layer, like chemical exfoliants and retinol. That's all right. Well, you're, you're curious and it's the industry you're in. And that's how I exfoliate. Every mm. night I exfoliate with a combination of alpha hydroxy acids and a little bit of retinol Ooh, because ooh, one hand there is really washing the other. Yeah. But the good thing about chemicals for anyone that's thinking, no, it's not for me, is that our skin naturally exfoliates itself Um, and chemical exfoliants such as lactic acid and salicylic acid are actually promoting 
the way that the skin is exfoliating already. So it can sometimes be the most gentle form of exfoliation mm-hmm. because even scrubs can be so abrasive. I remember like that's where I started exfoliating. I got the Aesop tea tree leaf exfoliant mm-hmm. and I would mix it with my cleanser and I would not stop until my face was oh red my raw. God. Yeah. And if it wasn't red enough, well, I'd have to keep going. Yeah. Oh my God, obviously I've used in my youth a coffee scrub on my face. Mm-hmm. Oh. Don't. <laughs> Are you not meant to do that? Well, I don't know. It's, oh, it's not well, in I the wouldn't. skin's best interest, but there's something also... <laughs> like rubbing it really hard. Yeah, and that's yep. where the ritual comes into it. And that's we can't forget that part of this industry. You know, yep. A lot of it's about getting effective change in the skin, mm. but a lot of it's about the process and enjoying doing it. So probably for my clients that still use a scrub, they just enjoy the yep. process. They've mm. got their chemical or their enzymatic exfoliants, but just once a week they're like, James, I just love it. So yeah. I have to keep one on my shelf mm-hmm. just for that client. Um, and also for a younger skin too that is exfoliating pretty regularly but still just needs a little bit of help, a scrub mm-hmm. is, is good for that mm-hmm. age bracket too, yeah. I think. I do agree. Scrubs, just some people just love them. I guess the thing for me is I can't control how hard you're pressing that scrub mm-hmm. into your face. Yeah. So I don't want to be responsible if you are being too abrasive with Correct. it. There yeah. are also some physical exfoliants that are very, very like, fine. Very fine, yeah. like the... Um, the Dermalist Lactic. Sadashi. Sadashi is really gentle. Really gentle. Yeah. You wouldn't even know it was like a... Physical exfoliant. It's super gentle. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, does that even do anything? Yeah. Um, But for some skins, what are you doing? For some skins, it will. And Joanna, you make a really good point. Like, you can't control the the amount of pressure that a client is using when they use Mm -hmm. that scrub. But also, you can't control how much, how many pumps of a a chemical exfoliant that a client's going to do. So it could be the best exfoliant for someone but if they're overusing it and also underusing it mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that sometimes it's enough to go on Adore Beauty and just buy an exfoliant and have it sit on the shelf they think yeah. I'm exfoliating but yeah. you've got to put it on the skin yeah. in the dosage that's recommended so the third or the we've also got yeah, as we said chemical exfoliants yeah. and they exfoliate by breaking the bonds that hold the skin cells together and then enzymatic exfoliants. I thought they, so, I thought that was chemical. <laughs> no, I mean, they're, they're, they're all chemicals yeah. really at the end yeah. of the day. Everything we put on the skin is a chemical. But enzymes are working to digest dead skin cells. That's really, mm-hmm. They're like little scavenger hunters and yeah. they're really concerned with that and that alone. So that's why they're so great for a sensitive skin or a really dry skin because it's pairing back all that uh, that visible dry flaky skin. Mm. Yep. So an example of that one might be the Aspect Fruit I've seen enzyme reviews mask. on that. Mm-hmm. And that, <laughs> yeah. that is an amazing product. How would someone know what an enzyme exfoliant is? What should they look for? What ingredients? They would be looking for uh, papain, which yep. is uh, from papaya, mm-hmm. or bromelain, which is from pineapple. They're the two yep. main ones that are used in skincare. Yep. Um, now, we touched a little bit on over-exfoliating. Mm-hmm. So can you expand a little bit on that, particularly for yeah. Hannah here? <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> what can happen to the skin if you over-exfoliate it and how would you know that you've done that? Sure. Well, you with with active skincare, we it's okay for a little bit of tingling, a little bit of sensitivity to have a little bit of redness coming through. But anything beyond that, any, any f- f- sensations of pain and mm-hmm. discomfort or prolonged redness can mean that you've either overdone it or that it's just not the right exfoliant for you. Um, certainly scrubbing your skin to the point where you're as red as a tomato like I used to do, <sighs> mm-hmm. um, that is not going to be fabulous for the skin. But there can be other reasons why the skin isn't so ready for an exfoliant. That is, can be because you've had a treatment. I know when you girls had your lactic peels, you were told not to use yeah. any mm-hmm. exfoliants or anything um, overly active for five days. So it's really yeah. important to follow that advice mm-hmm. because we're 
basically disrupting the skin's natural barrier. We're pairing all of that back and the skin needs to recover. And it will do that itself and it will also do that by using post-treatment products Mm -hmm. like the Aspect Redless, for example. Because I sometimes use a AHA, BHA, like a gentle Mm -hmm. cleanser, um, but still active. And then I'll use a chemical exfoliant, like a glycolic acid. Is that too much in one night? Is it, do you do that every day? No, no, no. Okay. I probably only chem because I like to be fake tanned all the time. Mm-hmm. I find I don't love chemical exfoliants. Like what I do once a week. But you're using the cleanser that's got the AHAs, BHAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So generally when a cleanser has those sorts of ingredients in it, it's going to be at a really low percentage because mm. a, a brand is probably going to want you to use that once daily or twice daily, Mm -hmm. whereas a serum is going to be more concentrated. Mm -hmm. Um, So if your skin is tolerating that, that's fine. But I think innately you you know that you shouldn't do that every day. So you yeah. do it on occasion when you feel like it. Yeah, particularly for me, I find if I strip my skin too much, breakouts mm-hmm. straight away. Correct. Yeah. And that's a big issue with, with acne and with breakouts is we all want to be so proactive when we see a pimple or a group of pimples come mm-hmm. up. But in being so proactive, we can actually make things worse. Yeah, That's when absolutely. we're like, okay, well, if this serum is great, then surely twice as much is going to be twice as good. Or um, my friends told me to use that or you know, I've well, got four exfoliants, I'll use them all. Recently, that when people get a breakout, they just layer on all their actives and hope for the best. But see, I, I know I shouldn't down. and I still do it. Like I like yeah. that breakout I had here. I was just like I know. pouring serum all over it, and, and I kept every saying to every you, thirty Stop. minutes adding more, adding more. Just you go into like a panic um, mode, crisis, crisis mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just try to be as proactive as you can with your limited amount of knowledge, yeah. and just hope for the best. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which in some cases doesn't always work out in your favour, as you said. It quite often doesn't. Now you said that you use a glycolic acid with a retinol. I did. Is that right? Uh, did hydro- I hear that right? I'm, I'm not a big advocate for, for glycolic acid. I much okay. prefer lactic acid yeah. as the alpha hydroxy acid. Mm-hmm. And that's because it has a high therapeutic index. It is not as fine as a molecule as glycolic is. Yep. So it's not as dehydrating and potentially irritating. Mm-hmm. Um, but for oilier skin types, for acneic skin types, it's more appropriate. But for okay. me, I like lactic mixed with a retinol. Right. And you don't find you get any sensitivity with doing that. And did you say you do that every night? I do every oh, night. Wow. But look, I've been using cosmeceutical skincare for like 15 years yeah. now. Oh, and you I'm, too. What, what, what I'm using today is not what I used 15 years ago. Yep. You know, it's been such a journey for me. My skin changes, but also with me being in the industry, I'm always trying new mm-hmm. things um, for the benefit of me, but also for yep. the benefit <laughs> of, of our clients. But I always go back to a nightly alpha hydroxy acid and retinol, but just in a low dose, it's appropriate for my age, that's appropriate for my skin. It doesn't um, really tingle anymore. Sometimes Mm -hmm. when I've been in the sun, it will tingle a little bit. Um, And that's my skin saying, "Um, I don't like this right now. Mm -hmm. Because the skin, it tells you what it does and Mm -hmm. what it doesn't like. Um, And so I will use that every night. And eventually, you know, in the next couple of years, when I notice some more lines or blemishes coming through, I'll step it up to something stronger. Mm -hmm. But because I know and see the benefits of exfoliation, I think why not each and every night? Because I wake up in the morning, my skin is fresher, it's brighter because of it, it's been resurfaced. And as I said before, it's so much more receptive to all the active ingredients that I put on afterwards. And we often ask our guests to share their skincare routine. Mm-hmm. So on that, tell us what you're using. Sure. I'm uh, like, what is the retinol that you're using? What's the lactic yeah. acid that you're using? So I'm using, because 
we work in a clinic. We're privy to having brands that yeah. um, are in clinic only. Mm-hmm. But I think we, we do we do share some brands. So I use Benefit Clean by Cosmetics. Mm-hmm. Do you have that? Yes. So that's just a foaming cleanser. Uh, it's not stripping whatsoever. And my skin just always feels super clean after that. And then I use the accompanying Benefit Balance Toner. Mm-hmm. I'd saturate my skin in that like it's dripping. Mm. And then I will just massage that in a little bit. It's a high antioxidant um strength and then i use the new cosmetics reboot serum yeah have you come across that i haven't yeah have you is that a oil no, no so it's a, it's a hydrating serum maybe with, i haven't with, with probiotics oh um, oh I, no i've heard about this it's really <laughs> i've heard good. about and it i haven't tried it what's so fabulous for me is because i'm allergic to hyaluronic acid oh yeah i'm the only person that i've ever met or heard of that is allergic to hyaluronic acid like obviously we create natural hyaluronic acid so i'm not allergic to that but any uh synthetic form i'll use and my eyes about five days later will just i'll get a big histamine reaction i'm sorry i know i know but (laughs) that really sucks is giving me like um, similar hydrating effects oh, that a hyaluronic acid would. Yeah. <laughs> um, You'd so have I'm to really, really read because hyaluronic acid's in everything. 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 Every skincare every product. Moisturizer. Yeah. Like if it's not in it, then like what well, is this moisturizer? What? <laughs> but, um, Why would I use you? I know. I know. <laughs> so luckily I'm the only person that I've ever yeah. met. Yes. So hopefully there's, if there's any more of you out there, get in touch. Yeah. Let's talk. <laughs> um, Start a Facebook group. We <laughs> <you> should. <laughs> So I use that and then I will use, um, I'm using All Cosmetics at the moment, Hydrate Plus, which is an SPF and moisturiser in one. And that's my day program. And then at night time, it's the same, but I sub out the reboot for Skin Better Sciences, uh, Alpharet. Okay. Do you have Cosmetics Define? Yes, I use that. So I used to use that. Yeah, okay. Before I'm um, moving on to Skin yeah, Better cool. Science. I really like that. Liked is mine. a phenomenal yeah. resurfacing product. Yeah. And very, very intelligent vitamin A. Like it's it's a high concentration, but it's wrapped in protein. So the irritation factor of it mm-hmm. is really, really low. Now, you mentioned a toner. Yes. So while we're just chatting about that, you obviously think toners are necessary in a no, skincare routine? I oh, don't. you just really oh, like it. You just like cuz you like I, I saturate do, my I face. I do personally like I'm ne- I'm never going to expect one of my clients to saturate their face yeah. with a toner. Mm. So this is just what I do. It's sort of it's, it's part of my journey from yeah. working for Aesop when we used to be really really generous with products. I yeah. started doing it then and I've just never really stopped. We sell one toner at mm-hmm. work. It's the Cosmetics Purity Balance and yeah. that is for a client that needs that extra resurfacing. You know, they use even a strong cleanser but like, there's still an oil buildup. Mm-hmm. We want to bypass that oil. We want to, we want to get the serums and products into the skin. So that's where that serum, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. that's where that toner is recommended. Mm-hmm. But for anybody else, I think that if they're going to invest in a step or they're going to invest in a product, it's a serum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm finding a lot of brands are dropping the toner. There's a lot of brands that don't have a toner mm-hmm. anymore. And it's so interesting because you know, 25 years ago, it was like cleanse, tone, moisturize. Mm-hmm. And now it's like cleanse, serum, 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 moisturize. SPF. So I guess I'm not practicing what I preach there, but it's just something that I really yeah, enjoy that's doing. That's okay. You do you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the um, glycolic acid. So I love glycolic acid because it's like pre-event prep for me. Yep. Like gets my skin glowy and plump. What is it doing? So by exfoliating the skin, you're always going to have instantly or ideally instantly Mm. brighter skin because you're paired off that layer and it happens pretty instantly. Glycolic acid, lactic acid, salicylic acid, these ingredients have been incorporated into skincare or utilised for skin benefit because they just have this instant 
It's instant affinity right. with yeah. the skin. They 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 stimulate the skin, mm-hmm. and even at a microscopic level, we're creating this exfoliation is a little bit of trauma. We get the plumping mm. from it. It's going to resurface the skin, so improve the texture. Yeah. And if you have, if you're treating your skin well, if you're feeding it with um, active ingredients and you're really nourishing it, that skin's underneath. So simply by exfoliating it, yeah, you're really exposing that pretty quickly. Yeah, because that's where the I use the power peel before mm-hmm. events because it's yeah, got retinol that. it's got glycolic and mm-hmm. retinol and my skin maybe it is trauma to my skin but it just feels like <laughs> so plump the next day <laughs> a little bit uh, red but yeah. my skin can take it now i think yeah. at the start it was getting quite red your skin is like steel now though yeah but retinol still um i still get quite a bad reaction from retinol when you go up a level yeah yeah, yeah i find yeah. retinol i don't tolerate that as well Mm-hmm. Do you bring it into the program slowly? I what do, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, what I do is I usually like layer things with it and I think I'm like, what is doing that? Mm. So I got like a rash the other day. Like my whole forehead like was in like a red kind of itchy rash. I think I just did too much. Sounds like. But I really push the boundaries and <laughs> so like. Guys, don't try, do what Hannah does. Don't do, I, think, I think they've been listening <laughs> now know. for six months. They know. Don't listen to me. You make a good She's point. said some very valid mm. points. I have. Over the six I have. I feel like. I'm, I'm like the guinea pig on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You're the one willing to take risks. I am totally. not. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that mm. at all, but just as long as you know when to pull, pull it back. back. Pull yeah. back, yeah. No, I do. Now mm. I do. So for those of our listeners that want to find an exfoliant that's right for them, what are your faves? A really um, well-tolerated one for many people is the Aspect um, Exfol-L serum. Mm-hmm. Mm. And look, for chemical exfoliations, I advocate that they're used at night time because... Yeah. We're paring back the skin and therefore we're affecting its natural photoprotection. Mm-hmm. And so if, we, if it's being used by the day, in, during the day, obviously put lots of sunscreen on, but I think it's best at night time. You can let the skin recover and mm-hmm. then you're good to Tick go Tick for morning. Hannah. Yes, good girl. Good and you girl. should always use an SPF during the day anyway, even if you are using a glycolic at night yeah, or an absolutely. AHA at night. And yeah. reapplying it regularly yes. throughout the day. <laughs> of course. Um, we mentioned before the cosmetics Define, mm-hmm. and that's a combination of their retinol and alpha hydroxy acids and fruit based acids. Mm-hmm. And for those of you not wanting any retinol, they also have Defy, yep. which is uh, the Define without the retinol. So great for pregnancy, breastfeeding, or just for when retinol's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Anything else I'm that you have? What, that you can any, say what about else. what about a physical exfoliant? And who would you recommend actually use as a physical exfoliant? Oh. No. <laughs> You're allowed to have that personal opinion. Totally. No, but, but you also need to, from a um, from a in clinic point of view, if someone really wants to use something and it's not inappropriate for them, mm. you still let them. Yeah, it's not it's yeah. not to their detriment because yeah. they need to be on board mm. with what you're recommending. Mm-hmm. If you think they need to use something else, you explain to them why they need to use it, and quite often, yes, that's enough to get them over the line. Yeah. But if they really just love their scrub. Mm. Just mm-hmm. get them to use it once a week. Just not with like hard, big, hard chunks in it. No, and generally <laughs> companies aren't going to be formulating products that yeah. are unsafe for people mm. so much. Would well, you like to? <laughs> you can't. So. You're not allowed, Joey. Not, sorry. Not at my clinic and not at a door. <laughs> as long as you're at either one of those places, it's totally fine. Absolutely. Don't go anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Who would like a chemical exfoliant not be appropriate for? Like if you have super sensitive skin, would that mm. freak out your skin or do you need to start like once a week and, and 
then build your skin up. It's all about the skin being ready for it. Mm. So it's kind of like I love an exercise analogy when it comes to the skin. So it's like exercising on an injury is not advisable. So when your skin is impaired for whatever reason, if it's because you've overexfoliated it or because you just have severely dehydrated, dry skin, you've been in the sun for too long, um, you've been using the wrong skincare, there can be the sorts of signs that a chemical exfoliation is not appropriate for you at this stage. But that doesn't mean that you can't go and spend your time getting the skin ready for it doing a prep work, and then, yes, bringing it in slowly. Why I love chemical exfoliation is because this is sort of contrary to like a scrub, say, for example, that really just scrubs your face and then the job's done. It doesn't do anything beyond that. Chemical exfoliation, such as lactic acid, activates processes in the skin. So if you're wanting to improve your hydration, lactic acid stimulates natural hyaluronic acid in the skin, which we know is water binding. We know it's hydrating. So that's fabulous. And it also stimulates the natural production of ceramides in the skin. So they're the good oils that help to prevent dehydration. So... The fact that you get an exfoliation and then these added benefits Mm -hmm. uh, is one fantastic reason that we like to chemically exfoliate. And then also we know that they are antibacterial by nature, anti-inflammatory, they lighten skin pigment. So anyone with those issues can go for it. But you need to start slow, like at the gym, you know, mm. pick up the 50 kilo weights. Yeah, see, I would. That's a great analogy, up, by the way. pick up the fives and you just go slowly. I'd hurt my back. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, yeah, the temptation just to go for it is yep. a big reason why I think a lot of people lose faith yep. in mm. products mm-hmm. and also um, in the industry itself. They hear that, yes, lactic acid's amazing or glycolic. They go and buy it. It didn't work and they think, oh. Well, they break out straight away. And yeah, and that, yeah, and that can happen yeah. too. So. You know, doing what I love about Adore Beauty is the chat live function. Yes. You, know, you get to ask these sorts of questions mm-hmm. um, about why a product might be giving you a reaction or just to know that that's the actual right product for you. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. I, know. We, I, I sometimes get on chat. <laughs> <laughs> you um, can call me. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'll keep that in mind. You shouldn't have offered. Yeah. <laughs> um, one more question was around the eyes. How do you exfoliate under your eyes if you're not allowed to put anything under there? I've always Good had this question, question. actually. Yeah. yeah. Good question. It's it is different tissue, mm-hmm. so it needs to be treated differently. It's very very fine. Um, it doesn't have the same amount of natural oil production around there, and but it also therefore doesn't. Uh, it's not susceptible to the same issues that the rest of the face does. So it's not getting congested. It's not mm. breaking out. Um, That's true. It mm. just it needs to be more care cared for um, and nurtured and nourished. But that said, I don't tell people not to exfo- not to take their exfoliating serums up towards the eye area once they've ascertained that it is appropriate for their skin generally. Okay. And just to be gentle, you know, skincare, it's very much, when you're prescribing skincare, it is a, like, it's a double act. So I can tell you what to do, what I think will work mm-hmm. with your skin, but you actually take it home and mm. you're the one that tries it. You're the one that sees that it is working. And then it's that ongoing conversation. Okay, you've been using that for three times a week now, for twice a week, let's step it up. Mm-hmm. So we, with our clinic, we very big on that follow-up because it's, it's one thing just to send you home with a product that's active, that's going to ideally change the skin for the better. But because we know that you can overdo it because we th- just because we think it's going to work doesn't necessarily mean it, it is. So we stay in touch. And one of the things we might say is, okay, now 
use it around the eye area. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us, James. If anyone me. listening wants to visit you, where can they find you? You can find us at James Vivian. We're in Paran, uh, jamesvivian.co. And they can also find you on the gram if they want to go and stalk you, you can, first. James Vivian underscore skin. Great. Awesome. Thanks for Thanks coming so in. Much. Thanks for having me. So my product I didn't know I needed is the R&Co Rockaway Sea Salt Spray. So this is my favourite sea salt spray and I've tried a effing lot of them. Mm-hmm. I love this one because of the spray bottle mainly. I find a lot of sea salt sprays make my hair crunchy. So I actually use my sea salt spray to slick my hair back into a ponytail. And someone oh. asked me the other day, how do I get it? So I think it was Sam actually at work. And your hair always looks really nice when it's slicked Yeah, back. so I actually use a sea salt spray. I spray it onto a tail comb and then I mm. use that to slick Sorry. My What's a tail back. comb? Like the ones with the tail on it. It's got like a long bit at the end and then it's got a comb at the oh, other end. Oh, yep, yep, yep. You know yep, those ones? Yep. So, yeah, I spray the spray onto that and then I use that to slick my hair Good back. Tip. And it always holds it really well. Because mm, it's crunchy. Yeah, but mm. it just it has a lot of hold in it too, mm-hmm. so it just holds it up. I think I find it better than hairspray, to be honest. Um, but I like the spray nozzle because if I do spray it directly onto my hair, like if I've got bit like sideburn bits mm. popping out and I spray it directly on, it doesn't get super crunchy in those spots. Whereas I find other ones, I spray onto those bits and it's just like a crunchy bit on when the side of my head. When do you use, if you're styling your hair like in waves, mm. when do you use the sea salt spray? So I use it, this is kind of weird. I know, I remember A lot of people saying, think it's yeah. strange. So I actually curl my hair and because I curl my hair quite tightly, I'll spray in a sea salt spray once the curls have um, cooled down yep. and then I brush them out. That seems counterproductive, so it, but it, your it hair does, always looks nice. But I don't want it, I don't want my hair too tightly coiled. Yeah. So to get more of a wave finish and give yep. hold, I spray it once the curls are cooled down and then I brush it out and it gives them a beautiful wave instead mm. of a curl. So, yeah, that's my little um, trick. But you can also use sea salt spray in wet hair and then dry it in and it gives it a bit of grit and texture. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, mm. you're looking at me like I'm ready. No, I'm ready no, no. <laughs> I was like really. But thinking, I'm ready. Because I, I was just thinking that I haven't curled my hair in so long. Yeah, you haven't actually. I've been, wearing, You've been doing I've been, straight. No, I've been wearing it up in a little bun like today because I CBF. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, fair. I feel like I've just given up. Yeah, same. Don't worry. <laughs> Being a woman's hard sometimes. It really what is. What I am, I'm saving it up for the weekends. Yeah. And I go all out on the weekends now. Yeah, fair. All right. So, time for you. Um, it's not a vibrator. I'm sorry okay. to disappoint. It's yeah. actually um, the Lelo beads. Yes. And... I don't know how I'm going to describe these, but anyway, they are basically for your Kegel muscles. And last night I was cleaning. Kegel or Kegel? Kegel. (laughs) Kegel. I was like, "Mm." is it Kegel? I think I got that wrong. Should we do another Google Translate? (laughs) Actually, yes. Kegel. Pronounce. Kegel. He's saying Kegel. That's US though. Ah. Anyway. I swear Danny said Kegel. Kegel, Kegel, tomato, tomato. <laughs> We're accepting of all pronunciations at a door. <laughs> so last night, no- yesterday, I literally had an admin day yesterday and I cleaned mm-hmm. my entire house. And I, mm-hmm. while I was cleaning, I knew we had the podcast day and I was like yeah. looking around at all the products I was putting away and I was like, I need a product I didn't know I needed. <laughs> and I, I came across my um Little beads. Yeah. So they actually look quite scary because you got to like mm-hmm. pop them up 
your vagina. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I'm cleaning today. And when we did the training with Lelo, they were like, oh, you can you can wear them on dates. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was just. Because well, ex- they're partly for um, pelvic floor strength, but yes. partly for sexual reasons as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they're for um, tightening the Kegel muscles, but also I think that they, if you do more of those exercises, you can actually get more intense orgasms. Okay. That's what we learned in the training. Yes. So I was like, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a I'll well. give it a go. So you basically, they've got two balls and they're like, they're attached to each other with this, like, it's called a girdle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a plastic thing that keeps it or not plastic silicon silicon mm-hmm. high grade yep hygienic Medi- medical yep. grade silicon so you can basically you start with one ball and it has a string mm-hmm. on the end and then you can do two balls are they the same size yes these ones the are one but, there's, but there's there's different ones where you've got different um weights okay there's different yep. sizes and different weights mm-hmm. we actually should release at the same time um one of the educators from lelo we filmed some her showing you how to use them not okay not actually using them yeah. but like this is the ball that you use okay. and this is how you use the girdle so we might put that up we'll get we'll put that up on stories at the mm-hmm. same time as this episode comes out so i just did one ball and so you do the ball with the string and you just put a bit of like it's actually Lilo. So you left one out. Yeah. So you just yeah. you, you start with one and okay. then you move to two. Okay. And, and if you – I have the black. So I have the noir, which yep. is just two balls, but you can also get one with four balls, which has like a heavier and a lighter weight. Mm-hmm. And that's and you, the lunar ones, I think. They're the lunar beads. These yep. are beads noir. Yep. Um, they're only $59. Yeah. And when I was younger, to me, those exercises were really frustrating because you had to like lie on your back and like tighten your pelvic floor. Yeah. And it was just like so. But you can do those exercises sitting at your desk. Yeah, but you just like tighten. I would everything. never do that. Yeah, you so forget to do it. Literally, I would never do it. I would never think to do it. Yeah. And so you literally put the ball up, and as you're walking round, I think that you're you naturally try yeah. to keep the balls in. You actually can't feel them. I couldn't yeah. feel them. Like it. it well, they're it, not big. You know they're there. Yeah. But you literally, it's like you're do. You could just be cleaning the house on a Sunday, and you're doing your pelvic floor exercises yeah. and you don't even know you're doing it. All the reviews said like I've noticed such a difference in my pelvic floor. I went through them the other day when I was looking at the product and there's some really good reviews really? for pelvic floor strength. Yeah. The only thing is to use a water-based lubricant to okay. insert them, which yep. I use the Lelo. It's mm-hmm. actually called like the Lelo. It's in a beautiful packaging. Yeah, and like we know you like honestly the packaging. nicest lube you've ever seen. <laughs> Some of the benefits are um, longer and stronger orgasms. Do you know why? Is I it because actually, the muscles are stronger. I actually don't know. Oh, I think well, we need to get an, ex- someone we're on. Getting an expert on <laughs> to talk about that. <laughs> to talk about that. But I think that's really interesting because yeah. it's not just about like if you've if so. Um, when we were doing training about it, it was like, you know, you only talk about your pelvic floor when you're having a baby. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only time that women kind of start talking about it because yep. I've never, like no one's ever told me about this. Yeah, I feel like that's something you learn as you get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's actually something that, that all women can do. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter if you've given birth to a child or not. It no. still affects, uh, carrying a child still affects your pelvic floor. Yeah, and mm. actually the 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 girl that came in and did the training was like, I, I liked the idea of wearing them on a date. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sexy. going to sexy. Well, don't wear makeup and wear your <laughs> low ball. <laughs> there you go. Oh my god, <laughs> I still haven't done that. Yeah, so makeup free. Now day. we're just adding on to that 
experiment. No, just, sorry, what's the experiment up to? Um, <laughs> no, no, so makeup. no makeup and wearing Kegel balls. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll add something again in a few weeks' time. Yeah. So every time I don't do it, we yeah, like make it worse. On. We yep. make it worse. We make yep. it like harder to yep. achieve. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so the only thing with sex category is that because we have that pop-up on the website to make sure that you're comfortable viewing the products when you get to the website it's adore you and then you'll see sex on the left hand side Mm -hmm. um, and you can view all of the products there including the lello beads Mm. that wasn't really as sexy as i was (laughs) i was cleaning the house and i (laughs) and i'm trying to strengthen my pelvic floor (laughs) yeah i was kind of expecting that to be sexier (laughs) anyway anyway so yeah that wraps us up for this week we'll see you next time Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.